Hey, I'm Jen, and this is the seventh se- uh, episode. I was gonna say season, <laughs> seventh episode of season two of Diary of the Brokenhearted. If this is your first time here, welcome. <laughs> and if it's not your first time here and you're always been listening, welcome as well, and thank you. Um. So today I've been feeling like I needed to talk about forgiveness. Um, it's been a reoccurring theme for me for the past week and a half. Um, and it's not just the idea of like getting over something or moving on or whatever, but forgiveness in the sense that you, you finally give something up that you never had control over in the first place. So, let me give you some backstory. I am the kind of person that when someone hurts me, I hold on to it for dear life. And unfortunately, it sometimes shapes and becomes a part of my identity. What do I mean by that? I mean that if someone has hurt me, if someone has done something towards me, I start to believe that it was because of me, that it was always my fault, that I'm the reason why they decided to hurt me, and that there must be something wrong with me, and that's why they did it. I always justify the abuser and always play, not play the victim, but literally state that it was all my fault. Oh, that's kind of like playing the victim. But um, I've been realizing that I am not always the reason. Like I am go, I will take responsibility of the things that I've done and the things that I have said or um, the parts that I've played in the destruction of many things. And I've gotten to the point where I actually have admitted those things to myself, but I always admitted it to myself in a very accusatory way. What I mean by that is that every time I admitted a part I played in the destruction of a friendship, of a, um, of any kind of relationship or any kind of connection to people and whatnot, I always blamed it all on myself. So if I lost a friend, it was always, it's my fault. I always lose people. I always do something that pushes people away. I'm the cause, I'm the reason, and all of that. But in this healing process that I've been going through, I realized that I need to point out what others have done as well. But not to the point where I excuse myself of blame, but more like that I acknowledge what was done to me, that I acknowledge that it wasn't all my fault, and that I forgive them and I forgive myself. And... I actually 
um, did this thing called a sozo. I don't know if anybody has heard of that. Um, it's an inner healing and deliverance, which means pretty much Christian therapy. <laughs> um, a sozo is literally, literally a Greek word that stands for healed, saved, and delivered, which means you walking through a process of healing guided by someone and of course fulfilled and done by the father the son and the holy spirit um for those of you that are listening that are not um believers this sounds absolutely ridiculous but those of you that believe in spirituality you would probably see the connection as to why this is very healthy um so i've done I've done multiple ones before. Um, and what it pretty much is, is that you're sitting um, in front of some, of in front of two people. One person is writing down things that uh, God has said to you that you say out loud. And then um, the other person is kind of guiding you through, asking you questions and kind of like literally prodding at um, through specific product uh, products. Oh my goodness. Through specific um areas or problems that you um that you seem to point out uh for example um if you mention something about being abused or whatnot um the person kind of does like the whole like a therapy session pretty much where they're walking you through the healing of forgiving abusers or people that have hurt you in any way shape or form for you to let go of that and put it in God's hands. Because the thing is, like, the more we hold on to things and the more we think we can, um, that we can bring justice to a situation, the more we are enslaving our, our minds and ourselves in believing that. Because to be honest, that is not true. <laughs> you will not you will literally not be able to live life holding on to what other people have done to you. You won't be able to enjoy life because even if on the outside you're trying to enjoy it, something will trigger you, something will bring back a memory, and something will just remind you as to why you should stay angry and why you should stay bitter and why you should believe that that person deserves the worst possible outcome in life. And all that does is build you up with sadness, build you up with bitterness, build you up with anger, build you up with versions of you that aren't you. And like I said in the last podcast, like I talked about who I am and who God says I am and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's hard to believe that stuff, especially when you have unforgiveness in your heart. Especially when you haven't forgiven people that have hurt you. Um, maybe church hurt. Maybe um, what I mean by church hurt is like leaders of the church kind of doing something that might have really hurt you or damaged you. Maybe they didn't handle your heart well. Um friendships that were abusive or um or toxic i hate using the word toxic to be completely honest with you but you know what i mean so maybe something abusive maybe something something manipulative and how all that hurt and the pain that that caused 
Um, and maybe all the times that you never noticed it or even relationships that you have been in that have been very dangerous to your heart, to your soul, to your mind, to your mental health. And you stayed in them thinking that you needed to because you are someone who's very loyal and loves people to extremes and you feel like you need to stay. And it's actually been very damaging to you. So the moment that you actually have to let go and you try to let go, sometimes it's very difficult. Um, And the thing is, sometimes until you actually leave, And I mean leave, like cut it off, not go back to them over and over and over again. I mean like legit leave the relationship, the friendship, the whatever it was, the whatever connection you had that wasn't healthy. You realize why it wasn't healthy. Like when you're you're watching it from the outside, you start to analyze all the aspects of it and you realize, oh my gosh, this was actually very, very dangerous to me. Very dangerous to me. I've built my identity around this very thing. And sometimes it's because maybe the person in your life means so much to you that you've based who you are on their opinion of you, um, of what they had to say about you, of what they think of you. And there's this saying, there's this quote that um, goes like, you are what you think Okay, this is going to be a little confusing. You are what you think the person you admire most thinks of you. So it's not necessarily what they say sometimes, but sometimes what you think they, they're thinking about you. And we, we, we make up all these ideas and, and, and scenarios in our head, and we start to believe that they see us certain ways or because maybe they say something to us or maybe they do something or react in certain ways. So like I said, sometimes people in abusive relationships, the only reason why they stay is because they start to blame themselves. They're like, it's because of something I did. It's because I said something wrong or I made them upset or I was whatever. Like they will start to blame themselves because their identity is now determined by how they're being treated by the person they love most or that they admire or or want to be seen through most kind of thing if that makes excuse me if that makes any sense kind of like um huh i'm trying to think (laughs) um sometimes like old um Actually, some most times these things happen since childhood. Um, it could be um, your parents and the way they spoke to you, the what they expected of you, um, how they treated you. It could be family members. It could be um, I don't know, family friends or people, adults that were always hanging around you, or even older older siblings, older cousins. How they saw you, how they they spoke over you, what they said about you, what they saw or whatever ends up shaping a lot of who you become as an adult. And we tend to forget that because we, depending if you've had any kind of abuse in your childhood, you tend to block it out. Your brain kind of just tries to protect you and blocks things like that out. And we don't realize how much that actually affects us. And... um. 
I don't want to disclose too much because I do want to keep parts of my life to myself. <laughs> but as someone who um, experienced some very unhealthy relationships as a child, um, it really affected the way some of my friendships as an adult came to be. Um, that's why most people, um, when they are triggered, um, they turn into children. Like you don't, if you realize, if you think about it, whenever you're triggered, you will start to act like a child. You'll cry. You'll freak out. You'll feel like you're un, you're not in control. You're, you'll just literally overreact or whatever, or say things that are just ridiculous or childish or, or you'll yell or you'll scream or whatever. And you turn into that child version of yourself because that's the version or that is who you were when maybe you first experienced some sort of abuse. And um, when I was walking, I would say walking through, I wasn't physically walking, but I mean, when I was um, sitting down and doing that sozo with um, with one of the ladies from the church, um, I realized that some of the unhealthy relationships that I had as a child, not by choice, just to be clear, um, from the adults in my life, made me find comfort in personalities and characteristics that were actually very unhealthy. Um, what I mean by that is people that had certain characteristics or behaviors that are very unhealthy um, were the ones that I kind of ran to the broken ones and the ones that I needed felt the need to please and the ones that I felt the need to fix and the ones that I felt the need to comfort and support and all that kind of stuff and we don't realize that a lot of the times like that kind of behavior and like that that savior mentality or that um I need to, like, people-pleasing stuff sometimes does come from very toxic relationships with adults when you're a child. And I don't really know why I'm focusing on that right now because <laughs> I said I was going to talk about forgiveness, but I'm getting there. Um, because there was something that was said during the social that really impacted me hard. And she said to repeat after her, and she said... I place so-and-so, I'm not going to say names, but I place so-and-so before, before God in the courts of heaven so that they go through trial, not in my judgment, but in God's. I was like, what? <laughs> And I legit sat there and that gave me such a sense of relief and peace because God was reminding me that I'm not the one meant to sit on the judgment seat. I'm not the one that's meant to bring justice or put anybody who hurt me to trial. I just place them in front of God in the courts of heaven and God's the one that deals with them. 
Like, what? <laughs> like, I am his daughter. And regardless of anything, he will defend and protect his children. Even, even with other children. Like, for example, just like earthly parents, when the children argue, you bring your sibling to your parent and you tell them, um, he or she did this to me, this to me, this to me, this to me. And you, you tell your parents and your parents most times <laughs> will have a conversation where they actually try to resolve what's going on between the siblings. And that it doesn't always, and of course the punishment doesn't involve both most times. It will involve the one who did something about it, like who caused the issue. And I'm not saying God punishes people. Please don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying God punishes people, whatever. But the word of God does say vengeance is the Lord's and that he is a protector of his children. So what I'm saying is that when you forgive people, you place that person before God and you let him handle the situation and you let him bring to terms justice and everything that needs to be done. But... This is a disclaimer. If there's been an actual issue where there's legality involved, which I mean there's legal things that need to be addressed, that needs to be brought to police. <laughs> so please don't quote me and say, oh, you know, I'm going to forgive that person who abused a child and we're going to move on and we're going to pretend like it never happened and we're just going to let them, you know, walk around scotch-free. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because if it's a legal issue, it's a legal issue. And you got to take it to the police. Because <laughs> we don't want to be considered involved or... um a reason behind something, some sort of abuse happening. So if something, if you know of something, definitely take it to police because we need to protect children. But what I'm saying is that you as an adult, if there's something you need to forgive someone for, then that's something that, again, if it doesn't involve anything legal, <laughs> illegal, then you bring it before the courts of God to be able to forgive them. And even even if it's a legal issue and, and you're going through the whole process and whatnot, um, you still gotta forgive them, you put them before God. And like I said, you will only discover true freedom if you let them go. Because honestly, it's like living in a prison. <laughs> It is like living in a prison when you're constantly replaying things that people have done to you over and over and over again. It messes with your day. It messes with your mood. It messes with your emotions. It messes with your trust of people. 
Because then we start to say things like, I'm going to never let them do that. And I'm going to never let them do this. And I'm never going to let someone do that. And I'm never in. And you're making all these vows with yourself. And I actually watched this sermon the other day that, that talked about that. That when we make vows like that, we're making vows of control. And the spirit of control is Jezebel. So when you make vows like that, you're making an agreement with that spirit. So when you make an agreement with that spirit, you're allowing it to have control over your life. And if you ask me, I don't want that. So I don't want to say, oh, I'm never going to let people do this. I'm never going to let blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to say is, God, give me the grace to be able to uh, to have the discernment. The gr- to have the discernment, to have the grace, to have the um, boldness to put boundaries and remove people that need to be removed and forgive people that need to be forgiven and move on and just live my own life. Because if I'm going to sit here allowing that to control me, I'm literally not going to go anywhere. And sometimes the issue is, oh, but look... Um, that person that hurt me, like there's no justice. They're they're living their own life and they're living great life and they look happy and they don't seem to care about, you know, how much they hurt me. To be honest, there will be people that won't care. There will be people that are not even aware that they hurt you that badly. They live in this own bubble or world that they think that what they did is justified because sometimes that's what it is. They'll find ways to justify themselves. There are such things as sociopaths and and narcissists in our world. So yes, that will happen. There will be times where there'll be people that justify what they've done to other people. But your responsibility is not to waste your life wondering if they'll ever get what they deserve. Your job is to fulfill whatever it is God called you to. Because honestly, if forgiveness or lack of it is the one thing stopping you from being able to do these great signs, wonders, and miracles, greater things than these, like Jesus said then really you're allowing this one person who literally actually has no power over you control the very reason Jesus died on the cross for you? Kind of makes no sense. (laughs) So anyways, that's my little rant on forgiveness. So yeah. I love you, I bless you, and I believe in you, and I believe you'll be able to forgive, and I believe you'll be able to move on, and I believe that greater things are to come. I love you, and I hope you have a great weekend.